0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a big weekend of Scottish Cup action. Philippe Clement has no problem with Willie Collum refereeing Rangers against Ayr tomorrow and he accepts Dujon Sterling's failed red card appeal. Alistair Johnston's waiting on a scan on his head injury but will miss Celtic's trip to St Mirren on Sunday and it all starts tonight with Morton against Motherwell before plenty of exciting ties across the weekend. Joining me tonight, Kenny Miller and a man who watched the first ever Scottish Cup tie, Hugh Kevens. They used to say that cup football was a break away from the tension of league football. You have got to be joking. Celtic are under all sorts of pressure at Paisley on Sunday. The league title is now in the balance. The League Cup's gone, courtesy of Kilmarnock. And now it's the Scottish Cup won only last June against Inverness Cali Thistle. St Mirren, five goals for and none against in their last two games against Hibs and Dundee and now Celtic minus Alistair Johnston who'd like to pick the back for anyone hands up but there is light relief this weekend it's at Ibrox Scott Brown Aidan McGeady and the referees will they call him what could possibly go wrong Kenny did you just call that light relief yeah it's not everybody's idea of light relief but when your disposition is as gloomy as this guy's maybe that is your <laughs> who idea did he boo first of uh, yeah. you I would think if we send you along Kenny we do love Scottish Cup weekend yeah. as Hugh says I think maybe psychologically it's hard to separate it from the title race and everything else but it's good when this competition comes around it is you know it's our it's our, it's our best cup competition you know I think you always look towards that showpiece at the end of May, start of June sometimes, that, that you want to be playing and that's an opportunity to win it, particularly when you're the like Rangers or Celtic, it could be part of a double, it could be part of a treble, you know, so it's uh, they're always special weekends. Again, you can't help take your eyes off what's went on through the week and what's going on in the title race, but again, this will be, you know, I, I think we've, like, from a Rangers point of view, Philippe, come on, it's another game. You know, that, that's what it'll be. It's a chance, another cup, cup, cup competition that he's stated when he came in. He wants to win everything. So it'll be a little bit relief from the league, but absolute focus on making sure Rangers get through it. Celtic, like Hugh says, have got a really tough trip in, in form again. St Mirren, who are really kind of ended that kind of wee ropey run. They've put some fantastic results and performances. I've been seeing their game the other night. Probably should have won more handsomely the other night. So it'll be a tough trip to Paisley on Sunday for Celtic. Yeah, it's not the draw... You would handpick if you were Brendan Rodgers oh, at any are. time, never mind at a time when um, maybe some fans are feeling a little bit about the level of performances. Um, I guess that's par from the course. Celtic and Rangers or anybody who wants to win the cup knows you need to go to some tough places along the way. The irony is that uh, if you cast your mind back to the last game before the winter break, Celtic at Paisley to play St Mirren. Matt O'Reilly bang on form Paolo Bernardo bang on form Celtic two up after eight minutes and they went into the winter break thinking that's not so bad they came out of the winter break Ross County rubbish Aberdeen rubbish Hebs rubbish but got away with it because of a justified last minute penalty uh, and have found a penalty taker as well but they go back to Paisley, a different proposition altogether from the one who was at Paisley on the 2nd of January. Uh, for Rangers, Kenny, again, 
on paper where we know football isn't played but it can give you an indicator championship team at home it seems like a more gentle fixture you wonder what that does in terms of Philippe Clement maybe utilising that squad I mean he's kind of done that anyway but maybe even more so yeah listen maybe uh, I don't think he'll underestimate her I think he'll pick a team that he feels all is, is going to be more than capable like all managers say they trust all their players anybody that's in their squad is good enough to play and, and should go and represent the club and win the game and it will be straightforward for Rangers tomorrow I think everything that surrounds it uh, the energy that they've got going on at the moment the momentum the belief I thought they actually played pretty well as well on Tuesday against Aberdeen. So, yeah, you expect Rangers to get through comfortably tomorrow and maybe see a few changes. I think when you see Scott Wright doing the press, sometimes you always think, right, OK, he might be playing. You know, so, yeah, there might be an, another few changes mm -hmm. and a few players rested. I don't worry. I think Fabio Silva did the press the other day and then was left out. Clubs, <laughs> clubs love to do that. They love to keep you yeah. guessing. Um, but great ties as well, Hugh. You look at tonight as an example. I don't know if it's some sort of Clyde One derby between George Bowie and I. Yeah. Might try and track him down. Um, but Do you know, up until uh, Wednesday, I thought, Ooh, Morton, 12 unbeaten, Doogie Emery, manager of the month, they are on fire. And then, out of the sky, dropped a 5-0 win for Motherwell over Ross County. So good were Motherwell, Derek Adams chucked it after the game. So I no longer think that Morton might do it I'm beginning to think you lot might do it how bad does that make you feel? Very it won't be a night for the faint hearted in those temperatures wind, rain thinking those Motherwell fans behind that goal at Capelo you know the one without the roof yeah, you're kind of feeling standing there on, yeah, a, on a Friday night already, but brave you know hardy it's, souls it's, huh? a, it's a good game that, 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 that could turn it to be a a tough night for Muller, like you say, Morton at the start of the season couldn't buy a win, you know, but then they've just hit this incredible run of form, they've climbed that league, uh, again, going away from home on a Friday night, like you say, with the conditions, it'll never be easy for Mullerwell. but they're starting to find a little bit of form as well, like you say, his wonderful win through the week that ended Derek Adams as the Ross County manager, so listen, I think it could be a good game for him tonight. What a mix you've got, you want to do the bread and butter, preview the football games, well there are some brilliant Scottish Cup fixtures, so give us a call we've even been talking blue cards who knew such oh. a thing existed you want to throw your tuppence worth in on that Philippe Clement's been reacting to Dujon Sterling's failed appeal and the decision to appoint Willie Collum as the referee at Ibrox tomorrow I'm almost certain some of you have thoughts on those as well and anything else that's out there Neil Warnock's been speaking today people tend to be interested in what he's got to say so anything out there at all you pick up that phone please 0141 951 1025. Jamie is a Celtic fan. He's going to kick things off. How do Celtic head into this weekend, Jamie? Um, I, I don't really know, to be honest with you. Um, I've got feelings. I, I wasn't against uh, Brendan Rodgers coming back to the club at all. Um, what I've seen on Wednesday night and what I've seen in the past few weeks, I'm really getting disillusioned. And people are talking about body language. If you looked at Brendan Rodgers on Wednesday night, his face just told a story. Now, I can't believe how bad Celtic are playing at the moment. They're playing all right in bursts and then the next minute they're away back. But I, I feel as if they're going back the way. I'm not going forward. And I honestly cannot see Celtic going anywhere the now, uh, the way they're playing. And I, I just don't understand it because the team that we've got, I wouldn't say they're a bad team. But what is happening at Celtic? Is it behind the board? Is it to do with the board? Is it to do with the recruitment? Because he shouldn't open his mouth prior to the windy being open in January, telling Celtic supporters we need four new players in. Then it comes to 
the point where we sign one or two players when he's asking for four. And we end up, you know, we're not any further forward, but going back away. And I believe we were wasted when Angie came along and they played football. OK, they lost a few goals in a few games, but we come on leaps and bounds with him. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is an appointment now, depending on there's been a fallout somewhere. I can't prove that. It's only hearsay. Jamie, the, light, the line's breaking up a wee bit. Let's try and get that cleared up. Hugh, I've got this theory that the transfer window is the equivalent of two defeats in terms of mood. Because it's, if you look at... Celtic are not in crisis because they've got seven wins and one draw in their last eight games. Uh-huh. But there's something in that transfer window that Jamie meant. Their performances, obviously. I'm not trying to say they've been good. Um, but it feels like the, the transfer window is like the equivalent of a couple of defeats stuck in there. That's why fans feel the way Jamie does. First of all, Jamie, the, the man is perfectly entitled to say that he wants four players. He's the manager. Maybe he's sending a message upstairs to the board. But he's perfectly entitled to publicly state what he thinks he requires. I go back to the St Mirren game on January 2nd. On January 2nd, Jamie, I guarantee you felt really good about Celtic. They were just off the back of another win over Rangers, the second win against Rangers of the season. And all was well. They've come back out of the winter break. The transfer window has been awful, like the previous transfer window. For me... Have Celtic gone backwards? What's gone wrong? Fans like yourself, Jamie, in turmoil at the moment. For me, two transfer windows, very, very bad business done. Not good enough for Celtic. And out of the winter break, they've come back and they've had three very poor performances. They got away with it against Ross County, didn't get away with it at Aberdeen, out came the banner about the board on your head, be it, and got away with it against Hibs in midweek. The only thing I would say to cut Celtic some slack, today it's Alistair Johnston. Prior to that, you've got Carter Vickers. You've got Hatati, who's barely played this season. They've had bad times with injuries. But right now, the league's in the balance, the Scottish Cup's in the balance, and the League Cup's gone. See if we're going to analyse body language. I actually thought Jamie was going to head in another direction. After the game was about as animated as you see Brendan Rodgers. <clears throat> he was giving it the full... Ronnie Dyla one I think there was even a wee sweary word caught oh. in his in his delight at having got over the line almost like he felt like it, like it was a big win and um, his relief gone, yeah. you know like I think there is there is no doubt that the that the pressure will be mounting listen it always exists in Glasgow right there's always the pressure that it delivers success but when you've had a seven point lead and it's absolutely evaporated in, in the course of three, three football and playing months if you think since Philippe Clement came in take that January mm-hmm. out of it it's, it's gone, you know, it's, it's in the balance, like, like Hugh says. So I think it was relief, because I think before the goal and before the, the end of the game uh, celebrations, you could see real concern on, on Brendan's face that this could be more dropped points off the back air draw against Aberdeen. There's going to be another two points dropped. And now, not only, it might not be level, you might actually be trailing Rangers if Rangers won their game in hand. So I think that is a relief, and that's that's what, that's what when you're at Rangers and Celtic, that's what it's about. You know, you've, you've got to deal with this in a way. Brendan's done it time and time again. Uh, again, in his first spell, probably had a lot of, it's not easy, I, I want to say, state that, but had a, everything pretty much his own way over the course of that uh, kind of tw- uh, 26, 27 months in charge at Celtic. And now there is a real threat to the league title after it looked like again a lot of Rangers fans had written off a lot of Celtic fans had it claimed the fans at the are, start of the season the fans are teetering on the brink that big stand that they got at Easter Road on Wednesday 
the singing and dancing at time up, amazing, all the players got involved. And as Kenny said, 100% relief. Now, had the penalty not come along and the penalty was perfectly justified, had Ida not scored from that penalty and it was another 1-1 on top of the Aberdeen 1-1, we would be dealing with mayhem on this programme tonight. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on Adam Ida. He thinks he can have a big impact at the club after his two penalties, a big impact during the title running. What was really impressive was, in terms of his two penalties, uh, the composure and authority that he showed, and it's not easy. He's only going to get better, I've said that, and uh, but he has to keep pushing himself uh, because there's lots of players in the world of, that have talent, but you don't know their names because they're playing in parks somewhere all around different cities in the world. So he has a talent, but he has to keep ensuring that he works and works. And uh, if he can do that, then he'll be a real asset for us between now and the end of the season. Uh, I know it's easy to fall into that habit or trap. We think it just happens in Glasgow. Either everything's good or everything's terrible. Yeah. I wonder if with a calm head you look at Adam Eda's contribution and some people would say it's only two penalties, but high-pressure high penalties, clearly. Um, that's the way he'll have wanted to start I, life I, at Celtic, I, isn't it? I go back to, to uh, Louis Palmer, missing two penalties. The original one and the retake. And it deflated everyone inside Celtic Park. And it did nothing for his reputation in the eyes of the Celtic fans. At least Adam Ida stepped up. First half, second half. First half sets the tone. Second one saves the night, saves the league going along. Uh, so there's no doubt that the start that he has had uh, is fantastic. He's got to, this being the city that it is, he's got to take that into the game in Paisley and make sure that Celtic don't have a real mishap there. Thank you to Jamie. Jamie wasn't too chipper heading into the weekend. Um, Malcolm on the other line, how, how do you feel? It's been quite the week just in a, a number of ways. How do you feel heading into the Cup? I've got a couple, of, a couple of points. Can I mark a quick question there? A quick point to Kenny. Of course you before can. We start. It's just in the fact I watched the game in midweek against the Rangers against the Aberdeen and commentary is meant to be a non-biased thing and it's just unbelievable how one-sided this commentary is and I didn't want to put it in a negative way and say nothing bad because Kenny, you're a good guy and stuff like that. But honestly, it was a pretty one-sided game to be fair, Malcolm, wasn't it? I know, but you can see, you can see like a boy puts on a good top challenge, and it's it's not commented upon. But if it's something to do with the the other side of the town, it's unbelievable. It's world class. It's, it's just oh, I don't think world class was mentioned at any point in that game, Malcolm. Let can, me tell can you, you that. Can you do me a favour? Can you phone Sky Sports and take it up with them, Malcolm? <laughs> okay, right, wrong channel, is it? Oh, but Kenny, you did say world class in quite a few. Oh, I know. I'll tell you something. I, I, I bet I never. Oh well, listen, Malcolm. listen. We can yeah, we can easily yeah, settle it next week. You get get the minute yeah, written it down, and I'll I'll look into no, it, Malcolm. I promise. Uh, my my point is, no, Celtic have the worst point they've been in a long time uh, for the last couple of years. We've been spoiled on, but uh, I just like to see two wingers either side playing at the right side, so they go at the byline and cross the bar. A left-sided winger with a left foot, a right-sided winger. We are right food. That's why Kyogo's been nullified. He's just got knee supply. That's cutting, barking, square passing, and back passing. 
It's just Who's the best boring. What's the best combination At the moment Malcolm Because everyone kept saying Celtic have loads of them But who are the Who are the best two At the moment We've not got our best two It's as simple as that mm. uh, for, for me I'd probably say Young's got to come back in And go uh, Straight into the team Kuhn was an empty shirt But I, I can understand He just came into the team But uh, Farmer, uh, the cutting back and the, the slowing the play down. No, I, I'd rather probably see young Rock go over. To be quite honest, somebody that can hit the byline and try and cut the ball back and keep that fast pace, fast tempo. We're, we're hemming people in, and then we've just got knee end product. Celtic don't the have the heel Hibs game. The heel Hibs game, I think, with two crosses into the ball, mm. and one that one of them came for a corner. Celtic don't have options at fullback and so on, as we've discussed. Yeah, no. They're going to be forced into a few certain things, but um. In other areas, you wonder what did the substitutions, if anything, they really didn't work out the other night. Is that fair? So you actually wonder if, despite all the negativity, it ends up being the same, the same starting eleven, no? They're all the a- same. Apart from Alistair Johnson, I wonder when it was the Brown and they're all the same. I would actually take up Malcolm's point about Rocco Vata. Rocco Vata is is more direct than any of them. Uh, whether he gets risked against uh, St Mirren on Sunday, I very much doubt. But Kuhn is the same as Yang. Yang is the same as whoever. Uh, you know, the, 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 the characteristic, the dominant characteristic of uh, Wednesday night's game at Easter Road was that they're unwilling to take on fullbacks. Mm. And, you know, as I say, they've got more wingers than the rest of the league put together. But for some reason, Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's because the recent displays have been poor and they're feeling the heat. But they really have to be more adventurous. That you know, that was the story of Wednesday night. I think naturally you would you'd have to cut Nicholas Kuhn some sort of slack, given that he's just in the building. I know Yang actually got quite a lot of praise by all accounts for some of his sub appearances over at the Asian Cup. Chances of coming back and, and going straight into the team maybe slim. Um, Why did I, they bring you know Kuhn? Is that in response to the fact that they thought that Yang might not yeah, do it? Perhaps. You know, they get round around the circles. But this, this, was a, this was a debate that we had during the transfer mm-hmm. window when, when Coombe was getting signed. We, we, but I've actually wrote on six down, I'm probably missing no, there is, one yeah, there's or two. More. Well, Tillio and you Johnson know, moved Tillio's, out. yeah, and Johnson's left yeah. as well. So, like, you're looking at them and it's like, you're still having this debate about the Celtic winners. You know, it was it was back way back in the summer where he says, Jota has not been replaced. You know, and you, you've got Palma and you've got Kuna and you've obviously got, got Yang and you've still got Forrest there that you never ever see Forrest even though it's a player that's been tried and mm-hmm. tested and he is someone that can operate off that right-hand side and has done well. Listen, he might not be at the top of his game but that's because he's no playing. You know, he's no getting the minutes, he's no getting the game time but I'll tell you, I don't think he'll be any worse than the ones that have been playing. You know, and he's got the track record to back up in terms of goals and trophies. So... There's, there's players there There's just no like, like Malcolm says It might not be any Great options at this moment in time It's a good debate Ma- uh, Malcolm We'll have a look And see what the weekend throws up 01419511025 Do you want to keep going with that Or You Rangers fans Lots been said by Philippe Clement today Happy Enough That Willie Collum Is taking charge of the game Do you share that uh, What about Dujon Sterling's Failed appeal And of course He will Meet Scott Brown For the first time as well Get your calls in And we'll speak to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard
Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are here 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB get your thoughts in on whatever you fancy really weekend's action uh, reacting to what you're hearing from managers we've got a game tonight Morton and Motherwell kicks it all off in the Scottish Cup as well so whatever you fancy do get your thoughts into us if you can um, what else have we got here from Brendan Rogers? Whilst you get your thoughts in He says his side need to keep winning games Despite suffering a recent dip in performance level Quiet tonight Brendan Very quiet <laughs> We have to give our heart and soul to every game To bring our A game back But when you're maybe not quite at your best To have that heart and mentality To keep going to the end And get the win is, is very important Short and sweet um, I suppose only time will tell What the other night was Because oh. if The first Celtic fan Thinks it was a A worrying sign Of what's to come You have to at least Just leave your mind Slightly open To the possibility Even if you think it's remote That it becomes Some sort of spark You know you win When you don't deserve it And it give everybody a lift We can all speculate About that tonight Only time tells you Which which one of those it is And The time will be Two o'clock in Paisley On Sunday Yeah um, Because if you go back over the Ross County game, Alistair Johnson, it's an own goal. And get well soon, Alistair, but it's an own goal. Uh, I, mean, I don't think it officially is, to be well, fair. He's, in the guy, my world, the, the guy's it's get, an own goal. The guy's got a sore face and you're taking his goal off. I just said, night. get well soon, Alistair, but <laughs> it's, it's an own goal. Uh, and the, the Celtic got progressively worse as the game went on. The irony for Celtic in the next two games, Joe Hart having come in for a lot of criticism... Mm. Saved Celtic at Pataudry, in particular the, the attempt from Graham Shinney. That was 2-1 Aberdeen and that was good night Vienna for Celtic. And then at Easter Road he was, uh, again, very sharp. The performance levels, you, you use the word dipped, collapsed, would be closer to the mark. Um, and so at 2 o'clock on Sunday in Paisley, they've got to get a performance out of people. They're going to have to play... Minus Alistair Johnston The back four will bear no resemblance To the one that would have started the season for Celtic And if you have Ralston, Scales, Welsh and Burnaby They will have to be first class Because St Mirren must be rubbing their hands in anticipation uh, Paul's on the line, how are you Paul? I'm fine mate, how are you? All good, all good in here What have you got for us tonight? Uh, well, I was just actually about to reply to you when they said Celtic were teetering. Mm-hmm. Teetering on, on the verge of the... I don't know what he was meaning by that. But, uh, I said the fans. I said the fans were teetering. No, you said Celtic were teetering. Uh, and you were saying it was uh, the transfer window. It was uh, abysmal or whatever you said it was. Uh-huh. But uh, I think Celtic are top of the league, mate. And see, come the end of the season... You imagine Celtic's transfer window. Celtic won the league. With that transfer window, you'd say that was a fantastic transfer window. Would you not? You are giving me a hypothetical case here. I'm dealing with what's happening in the here and now. And your fellow Celtic supporters are in a state of apoplexy with the way the team's going. Ross County, very poor. The booing at the end of the game. Aberdeen, very poor. The banner... Critical of the board Hibs out of jail Hibs ought to have won that game All credit to Celtic for hanging on to the very end But Paul, 
You cannot kid yourself on that everything's fine. They're top of the league until Wednesday night when Rangers go top of the league after beating Ross County. And the performance levels have collapsed. So, Paul, self-delusion will get you nowhere. I can assure you, sure, but after... I was at a, a magic ball that you seem to have in front of you, but I don't know what you you see actually. Mate. Yeah, yeah, but you've got one because you've just told me that I'll have to eat my words at the end of the season. So you've got the crystal ball. Well, I don't know what I've, I've said to you. I didn't say anything to you. I said if. Well, you. if will get us nowhere. Yeah, if well, is just well, hypothesis. We need to wait till the end of the season, you. No, we can't wait till the end of the season because this programme runs Monday to Friday and then it's on the Saturday and on a Sunday when there are games on the Sunday. So we can't wait until we can't wait until May. We have to run through the remainder of February, then March, April, and May. I said to you, calm down. I'm making the call. You said it was an abysmal transfer window for Celtic. Two in a row. And if Celtic won the league, I would say that was a fantastic transfer window for Celtic. Yeah, listen. I think, I think I think to use your kind of analogy on this, going, it, it can be both. Yeah, you know, can Celtic be, yeah. can absolutely win the league, but there is no way. Again, Paul, your fellow Celtic fans can be pretty happy with the, the summer transfer business, and even at this moment in time, either for me, even in his half an hour against Aberdeen, I think he can bring something different to Celtic to any of the other strikers' uh, options that are there. And he's, he's stepped up and got the two penalties on it. The last one under severe pressure mm. to, to deliver, and he's went and done it. I think he will be a good signing. But I think Celtic's transfer business this season will, will be viewed as not the best, whether Celtic win the league or not. Um, yeah, I mean... I wonder what O thinks. Or he's been away at the Asian Cup, arrives back to find Adam. He does in his spot. Yeah. In fact, he's maybe even in the number one spot at the moment. So there was a lot of negativity around that signing. It's very early days, two penalties and a sub appearance at Petaudry. But I think there's at least a little bit of hope there. You know amongst... what? I, I don't actually think it's about the, the boy himself. I just think it's about the general yeah. transfer activity. And again, it's a lone player coming in. You know, they're like, well, we wanted, we've got all this money in the sure. bank and we need to do this. And again, Brendan saying he wants four players and it's just no kind of went that way. And by the way, another winger coming in to add to it at that point was probably eight at the time. So it's, I think I don't think it's about either. You know, I think what he's shown and he's, and he's won in a bit games that he's played He's bringing something different. He's a powerful player. He's, he's got a bit of a presence about him. He's got an eye for goal. He could have had the match ball the other night as well. He had a couple of chances where he could have kind of maybe got the hat trick. So I think his impact so far has been pretty positive. We're going back to the transfer window. And I stand by every word I've said. The just last, like last Friday night show. The, the last two transfer windows for me have been very yeah. poor from Celtic's point of view. We're speculating on the back four to play St Mirren in the Cup on Sunday. Ralston, for sure. And... Burnaby, for sure, the fullbacks. The central defenders will be Liam Scales and Stephen Welsh. No Navrotsky. I mean, maybe, no maybe Navrotsky, but you're, you're probably right. Seven and a half million pounds worth of players not there. Paul. Oh, it'll be interesting because you would take Paul to a point. If Paul, if Adam Ida scores 15 goals and helps Celtic win the league and Nicholas Kuhn sets them all up you can call back and tell Hugh that you had a point so we'll we'll wait and see thank you to Paul uh, let's hear from Philippe Clement let's switch focus to the other side of the city he says he's happy Will, Willie Collins taking charge of the game at the weekend he wants to put all that in the past uh, he says he wasn't part of any discussions leading to the club requesting that Willie Collum wasn't involved in their games going forward I'm happy to be honest because when there's a 
when there's one moment that I would think that the referee is not neutral, then I would directly quit my job. So uh, I'm happy that we can leave the past behind us then. Were you involved in the discussions? No. Would you have liked to have been involved in those discussions with others at the club ahead of that request being there? That's something for in the club and we've talked about that. Okay, so moving forward, if a similar situation was to arise, would you expect to be consulted before anything was, was done? That will happen in the future, yes. It was a clear handball, but I'm also not without faults. I make faults every day, probably. So I don't look at people and if they make a mistake, that, uh, yeah, that they are dead for life or something or whatever. No, this is a new game, new, new situation. So it's important to, and when we speak about history, not to live in the past. I think it's in life also really important not to live in the past. Is, it, is that a stretch to say Philippe Clement is not too happy with how that situation played out at Rangers? No, I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, and he wishes to be consulted the next time Rangers decide to go out on a limb and make what I thought was a ridiculous request that Willie Collum no longer do Rangers matches. Uh, the day that referees are disqualified from handling certain clubs is the day the game is a bogey. Uh, and... It, Philippe Clement put it beautifully there when he said that if he believed the referee at any given match was not neutral, in other words, was biased against one of the clubs, then he, mm. Philippe Clement, would quit his job. I thought he expressed himself very well there. What do you think, Ian? Um, Rolly Collum fills me with absolute dread and I'm sure I'm not the only person on... Not just Rangers supporters, anybody. I, I, I was on a wee while ago when with the old handball carry on and stuff like that, and I get told it's subjective, it's blah blah blah. But I'm not subject. I don't know what to think of it, Wally. I, I think he's a worst, one of the worst referees I have ever came across in my life. I mean, I don't want. I'm not going to go back all over old ground and going, but. Some of the crazy decisions that he's made, it doesn't give himself time to think. He pulls out cards left and right, gives penalties that probably weren't penalties. Hand, a clear handball, although that doesn't matter, but everybody else seen it. He doesn't think it's a handball, and I don't know what I don't know what he sees that other people that, that don't see. And he just it when Willie Collins in a game, Willie Collins can affect the outcome of a game. That is the the frightening thing. And people can say, oh, if you play well and you score goals, and then the referee doesn't matter. It does matter. It, it, it matters a hell of a lot in a game. Um, and I think Wally Collum is absolutely an inept. He's a bomb scare. You never know what he's going to do. And I think he can be trusted to, to referee any game. I, I, I just wish he was nowhere near Rangers, to be honest. He's, he, he, feel, he fills me with absolute dread. But I think the beauty of this, Ian, is you're you're more than allowed to say Willie Collum or anybody else for that matter is, is the worst referee you've ever seen and they fill you with dread and you you worry that they're going to make a mistake or you worry that they're going to alter a game because that, that's perfectly natural. But I think the issue at hand here from Philippe Clement is it can't go the next step where a club requests that he doesn't take 
charge of, of that club's games. I mean, that's your own manager there saying that he's not yeah. really on board with it. Yeah, well, I mean, the last time I was on you, and you probably you won't remember, but I was asked about that. And I said that Rangers know, they knew at the time that that, that was never going to be the case. They were never go, ever going to get somebody to turn around and say, well, Rangers are quite right. We'll not put them in charge of a Rangers game again. Do I bother doing it then? But because what they were putting it out there, whether you think it's right or whether you think it's wrong, is that they don't trust what they call them. But Philippe Clement thinks it's wrong. Is that is that not quite important? No, it's not because that's his opinion. That's his opinion. I it's think Philippe Philippe Clement's opinion is very important for the same reason that fans go on about. We need foreign referees. We need foreign managers here because they're not afflicted by the West of Scotland and all that goes on there with regard to referees and why certain referees are definitely dodgy. Um, Willie Collum, incidentally, being the man who famously gave Rangers a penalty at Celtic Park because he heard contact. You scored it, did you not? Oh, yeah. Bang on that day, I can tell <laughs> <Yeah>. you that. <laughs> but Philippe Clement represents a foreigner's point of view. He is not afflicted mm. by the West of Scotland curse. I'm not happy with the, the assumption that if you're born here, you can't be fair. But anyway, no, Ken, what did you make of Philippe Clement's response? No, and it, but it's, it's correct. It's the response mm. that needs to be given because you're right, he doesn't seem particularly happy with how that kind of played out after the after the old firm game in relation to the, the request and again which was never ever going to be granted you know we, we discussed this on the show how would that work is start of a season every club's going to say right I don't want that you referee one, you, you get one, one request. you can veto one referee <laughs> over the course of the season it's just never going to play out so uh, but I, again I think Philippe Clement since he's came to Rangers he, he carries himself properly he speaks the truth he speaks passionately uh, he'll always speak strong in, in, in terms of protection of his club but you can see that that situation was, was just never going to come to fruition. You know, it was wrong probably to do it in the first place. Uh, again, quite right to seek answers to, to how that whole scenario did play out, but in relation to that request, no. And Willie Collum, right, listen, he can make mistakes, he can influence games in relation to good decisions or bad decisions, but so can every other referee as well. So, listen, whether I'm the biggest fan of him or not is, is irrelevant, I think. He's going to referee the Rangers game tomorrow. Again, we can, we'll can we probably talk about that next week. It's a sign if there's of, mistakes made. It's a sign of how powerful Philippe Clement has become in a short space of time. And he knows it inside Ibrox. Because he's saying to in not so many words, the next time you think about doing something like that, come and speak mm. to me first. Uh, so Willie Collum gives air a penalty tomorrow and let Scott Brown come on and take it I'll go down alright will it the phone lines be quiet on Monday thank you Ian uh, Philippe Clement had some interesting stuff on Dujon Sterling's failed appeal and you St Mirren fans I'm pretty sure you're going to want to jump on this as well because your appeal has been chucked out as well so that suspension from the other night will stand callers right now whilst I tell you about this Clyde one. Just imagine you're Sean, you just pop in to see your mum Mary, you're round at Mary's house and you win £120,000 on Make Me A Winner Well, you're there, he's going to pay off his mortgage, he's going to take his mum and sister on a cruise, you'd have to give your mum something if she was there when you got the call, and he says maybe buy himself some new teeth with the leftover <laughs> money, fair enough. Uh, we could make you the winner of £121,000 on Monday, but only if you're in the draw, text YES to 61025, texts are £2 plus your standard network rate, you can enter at Clyde 
speedone.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. Over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are online and if you get the call after 3pm on Monday... Answer within five rings Say make me a winner Straight away To win £121,000 Text yes to 61025 0141 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard 0141 Is the number you need St Mirren fans I told you just before The news I like to give you good news If I can But that failed appeal um, James Bolton Will miss the next two matches Clearly we're hugely disappointed Seeking full clarification On the process that reached this decision As I'm sure all clubs tend to do um, But not too sure where that really goes in the end But anyway, if you want to have your thoughts there We were talking about Willie Collum Not for the first and certainly not the last time not on this all. show uh, Let's hear a bit from Philippe Clement On a similar theme Because I know it's all been very heated this week And we always think that decisions are Disgraceful one way or spot on the other And we're never really willing uh, to reach a sort of middle ground Well, Philippe Clement was a bit today actually Very measured today uh, He said on that incident uh, That he thought it was a bit of a grey area uh, He's frustrated obviously That the suspension has been upheld But says it is a decision they can accept This situation was not so clear Otherwise there was also not a VR intervention to, to look at the images So okay The decision is made And, and we need to accept it There's no other choice in that. Uh, we, We've seen also Other tackles in other games Where it was a yellow card But that's the That's the thing about football It's, it's never black and white There is a grey area uh, And it's a difficult job As a referee In that grey area To go what side So I think that's also one of the charms of football. I don't feel that sometimes when, when it goes against you, but it is because of that there's always a lot of discussion. You guys can make a lot of articles about that. Supporters can make a lot of discussions about that. But clarity is really important, but there will be always be a, a grey part. And that was maybe the mistake that everybody had when VR was coming into the game, that the grey zone would, be, would disappear. That's not possible because there are so many nuances in, in every action. So this was a, was a grey zone and it went against us, this decision. So we need to accept it. Oh, this man is talking very much... This man is too civilised <laughs> for this country. There is nuance, grey area yes. in Glasgow. Um, and I've obviously got tongue-in-cheek because it should be that. I kind of said it towards the end of last night's show, it's... It's possible to admit sometimes that decisions can kind of go one way or the other without thinking it's there, or, or it's there depending, you know, how extreme you think it is. Nuance leaves you with personal interpretation. <clears throat> and the, the referee's interpretation was that Dujon Sterling had to go and then had another look at it and stuck by his decision, which we have argued over for months. Why do they never stick by their own decision? So once again, Philippe Clement comes in with a foreign, more sophisticated attitude to life. He does not fully agree with the decision, but he does not fully condemn the decision because of nuance and interpretation. Kenny, there are 
a couple of layers when it gets to appeal, isn't there? Because you've got like, do you think it's the right decision at the time? And then the question becomes, do you think you'll win the appeal? Which is a little bit different, I guess. I know at the time you thought it was the wrong decision. Was it one? Was it was it wrong enough? If you like that, you thought. Were you surprised ultimately that the, the appeal was lost? I suppose is what I'm asking. I think the appeal should have been won. I'm a surprise it was lost. No, I'm not. I yep. just think that both of those decisions. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the Bolton ones just is incredible. I mean, I can half see why Sterling would have been upheld. There was contact. There was yep. foot to foot contact. Even though it effectively ends up standing on a toe, mm-hmm. it's, it's what the contact would have been. Uh, but the Bolton one. It's is, is, yeah. is absolutely ridiculous for me. You know, I thought both of them should were not red cards. Uh, when it goes to that appeal process, again, who it's knows what's lottery, going to happen? Isn't it? Yeah. Who knows what, what's going to happen? But I felt when a big sign is, obviously, when the VAR referee is telling his mate on field, I think you need to have another look at that, he f- clearly feels that it was potentially the wrong call. Mm-hmm. That's a big sign for me. I, did, I thought both of them were wrong, but the Bolton one... Is, is just incredible how that's not been overturned. St Mirren fans, what do you think? Kenny Miller's not happy on your behalf. Crawford is on the line. How's it going, Crawford? I'm fine, thanks. Yourself, lad. Not bad, not bad. What are you thinking tonight? Uh, I just think it's it's all getting down to talk about referees constantly now. This is a title fight on. These things just they come and go throughout the whole season. That's ebbs and flows. You get it, you don't get it. And all the talks all about referees are on the football all the time now. Then it's going to be a blue card coming in as well, apparently. So, I think Crawford makes a really good point about that, Hugh. I've always like, I think you're meant to disagree with these things. That's what football's about. It's what shows like this yeah. are about. I mean, it's always about the sort of the depth of the disagreement or the the amount of emphasis that goes into it. And Crawford's right. I know blue cards seem a well down the line, and I'll play you some clips later on. But it's like. The last thing you need something else to argue over, really. Yeah. I think that that's my yeah. feeling on blue cards. Forget anything about rules or whatever. Just imagine this other layer of relentless analysis that you yeah. need to go into to analyse whether well, it should have been blue or red or yellow or whatever. I, I, I take Crawford's point that you know we we do now go on at inordinate length about referees. Where I would slightly disagree with Crawford is that it's indivisible from the title race because if you're going to say that Rangers should have a this Celtic mm-hmm. Park and it influenced the result and referees are having a material influence in the outcome of games then of course it's going to have an impact on the title race so that will go on and on but when I heard about the blue card I thought oh come on <laughs> you know we're celebrating the first 50 years as we call it of Radio Clyde my next 50 years here will be spent going on about blue cards. I mean, either it's a yellow card defence or not. It's a red card defence or not. Why do you need a, a road in between? Uh, it, it's just going to add to the mayhem, cause further confusion. The 10 minutes in the sin bin, of course, the team that's... 11 men against 10, they'll score at that point and then there'll be further mm. murder. Uh, so I hope with every fibre of my being that people come to their senses and say, a blue card, what for? It's a bit like VAR, Kenny, in the, in the same mindset. Something Philippe Clement said there, um, or I'm paraphrasing, we're chasing a perfection that doesn't exist. 
and again you got the logic you say well could we introduce this VAR and it'll tidy up a couple of those offsides and it'll tidy up the real howlers and it's maybe not had that impact this because again the thought is there well there are some tackles that you think oh that's worse than a yellow but it can't be a red but you just can't try and fix every problem there, there isn't a perfection there because we'll find a problem with that yep and you're bang on it is, there is that grey area there is that area between yellow and red where but you know what see if it's it just becomes a yellow you know that's, <laughs> yeah. that's ultimately it's a yellow you know that there's no this this sin bin thing is going to I'd listen to Paul Merson talk about it and it's I think he's absolutely bang on like it's a different game how it affects a, a rugby game compared to like what's going to happen is teams are going to just if they go to the ten, right okay we're shutting up shop for 10 minutes it actually changes and it, the and, game and, and entirely, it kills yeah. the game you know, it kills the game, so it's just a nonsense. I'm like you, I hope. There's too many people try to ruin and change something mm. that's been actually really, really good, and is, by the way, really, really good. You don't need this this blue card in Sinmans. Focus on the good bit then, Crawford. Finish this hour on a high. Give me a short, punchy statement on the title race to leave us with this hour. Rangers for the league. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was definitely short and punchy. Thank you to Crawford. It's that time already for us. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish football. Only one listener victory this week so far. Gordon DL and tiebreakers do not mix. He thought that only three Scotland players had scored a hat trick ever last night. It was 33. It's quite a lot to be out by. Uh, if you want to play tonight, 01419511025. Lines close at 7. Lines. Four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141951025. It's been a lively old start. We've heard from Brendan Rogers. We've had some worried Celtic fans, some optimistic Celtic fans. We've spoken about Philippe Clement, Dujon Sterling, and Willie Collum and blue cards. It is all happening, and we're not far away from kickoff at Capello either. 01419511025. Give us your thoughts and we'll speak after we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, it is Beat the Pundit time. It's not been a brilliant week for the listeners, but finally we got one on the board last night thanks to another Gordon DL Howler on the tiebreaker. Were you listening? Did you oh, hear him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He just doesn't do tiebreakers well, does he? Well, it, it must have been the story of seeing a ghost that put Oh, him I know, honestly. I've got quite a lot of interesting feedback. Like that. I, I didn't realise there was there must be quite a few ghost fans out there. Pe- like some people seem genuinely annoyed that I was sceptical. I'm sorry, I didn't know there was such a strong paranormal movement. And, and then he even gave us, out a, there. A, even gave us a, an excerpt from Ghostbusters. Honestly. Anyway, it should be more straightforward tonight, I'm hoping, with Brian, who's in Hurlford. How's it going, Brian? How you doing, boys? You all right? Yeah, good to hear. Have you ever played before? Years ago. Years ago. How did it go? Have you forgotten? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing. Oh. The boys beat me. I can't remember who I was playing, but the boys beat me. <laughs> Must have been memorable. Uh, we'll toss the coin. Heads, it will be Hugh Evans, And tails, it will be Kenny Miller. So let's see how we get on. Kenny's got a very good record. He doesn't like me mentioning it, but it is oh. heads. Uh, Hugh's record is not quite as good. But I actually think you're having a good season. Yeah, I don't understand it for a moment. I think you're having a good season. How can you go from rubbish to not too bad? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it at all. You've been impressing me. Right, what we'll do is give Hugh some greatest hits radio to listen to, just so that he can't hear what's going on. We've got 30 seconds. We're going to put on the clock, Brian. I'll refresh okay. your memory. I know it was a while ago, so you just answer as many as you can. And if you want to pass and move on to the next one, 
That is absolutely fine, okay? No bother, I'll do fine, thanks. Right, good man. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Which team are the lowest ranked side left in this year's Scottish Cup? Linlithgow Rose. Who was the last Scottish player to win Europe's Golden Boot? Alan McCoyst. Which Hibs player gave away the penalty on Kyogo in the last minute on Wednesday? Uh, Newland Name any SPFL team Beginning with the letter K Commander Who do Airdrie face In this weekend's Scottish Cup Hearts Who are the last team Out with the old firm To win the Scottish Cup uh, Aberdeen Okay let's bring back Hugh Evans. Can you hear us I can What were you listening to Mito I can Tapper. make you feel good Oh wow Right steady on Let's go 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts now which team are the lowest ranked side left in this year's Scottish Cup? Uh, Kelty Hart Who was the last Scottish player to win Europe's golden boot? Oh, pass Which Hibs player gave away the penalty on Kyogo in the last minute on Wednesday? Joe Newell Name any SPFL team beginning with the letter K Kelty <laughs> Who did Airdrie face in this weekend's Scottish Cup? Oh, Wraith Rovers Who were the last team out with the old firm to win the Scottish Cup? Um. Inverness. <laughs> Jeez. You, you've killed him. You've absolutely him. killed him. <laughs> and he's buckled him. under the pressure of that phrase. <laughs> that was a very last season performance oh, from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Brian, what do you think? I think I've done him. Ooh. I hope we don't have a Shields inquiry in one of them. That's making me a bit nervous, I have to say. Um, I felt for Brian because he got the Rose part right, but it's Bonnie Rig Rose, not Linlithgow Rose, oh, who are the, the lowest ranked side I don't left. Have a for that. Nah, I, I don't know because we might. We've got, I've got a few question marks over your answers. Right. You did oh. know. You did know. Ali McCoist was the last Scottish player to win the Golden Boot, so you ah, go one right. nil up. Um, okay, producer says he's got you. He's happy with your answer on Newell. I wasn't sure about the pronunciation of Newell. Producer, no says, producer says he's happy Okay um, I'll just throw him under the bus So it becomes 2-0 uh, two, You got that Sorry Hugh yeah, didn't you 2-1 yeah. um, Name any team Beginning with K Kelty or Kilmarnock You both got it So still Hugh trails by one uh, Airdrie face Hearts Which Brian got So there we are And the last team Out with the old firm To win the Scottish Cup was St Johnston oh, Brian, he's telling me the right answers that he's got Aye. he knows it well done Brian so there we are I, well, sure. thank I, you very much I can sleep well tonight because even if there was a stewards inquiry over the way he said Newell he's won yeah. it anyway how did he say it was it kind of Newell Newell Newell, Newell or something but anyway <laughs> Brian I won't grudge it well done to you the sign ball is on its way judging by our standards you can expect it sometime before 2030 Listen, see, see how I've won the, the sign ball Can I donate it to a charity of your choice? Of course you can, Brian Very kind of you Donate it to any charity of your choice Good man Love that, Brian Thank you very much No, boy Thanks very much, boys Well done, Brian See you later, boys See There's a certain swag nice There's man. a certain swagger about that as well Don't even want the sign ball Nah, I'm just on that Just, just, on, just on, on here for the victory Just don't embarrass you yeah. <laughs> There we go Thank you very much uh, to Brian 01419511025 That is the number you need you can tweet us if you want at Clyde SSB. Um, where are we in 20 minutes? It seems like an appropriate time to turn our attentions. Let's give a bit of love to the first cup tie yeah. of the weekend. Morton against Motherwell. Well, Half seven kickoff at Capelo. I mean, how appropriate it is that they arrive at this stage with Morton 12 games on the bounce, no losses. 
and Motherwell, after all the wailing and gnashing of teeth from you and Gordon DL and um, I thought Cal Paul was going to ask me brought into the studio for the two of you. Um, Motherwell all of a sudden produced this performance and I know that Ross County are rubbish but they did perform well at Celtic Park and 5 nothing. you don't get too many 5 nils in the Premiership and outstanding individual performances Blair Spittle being at the front of the queue uh, so all of a sudden both teams high as a kite and very good crowd anticipated you mentioned Gordon over 2,000 uh, Motherwell fans have bought tickets for the game really looking forward to it it should be outstanding it's a real it's a bit of a cliche but just, that feels like a cup tie that down at Capelo Motherwell fans will know that it was a an opponent they had to see off on the way to winning it the last time, which was quite a long time ago now, back in 1991. Um, and it is a fascinating one. I, I get where Hugh's coming from. Earlier in the week, I'm feeling really quite worried about it. You feel a bit less worried when you see a 5-0 win against Ross County, um, but not enough to make that worry disappear entirely because Morton are flying, Kenny. No, they are. I think when you look through the fixtures of, the, of, of this round, that would be one where you think one of our top flight teams could could go you know yeah, I think Livingston would be another one of them at, at, at Partick you know when you're looking at championship teams against Premier League teams so but but Morton have just I mean, they're in wonderful form they'll be, they'll be high on confidence again likewise so will Mother will be but when you're going away on the Friday night you, 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 under the lights as a cup game that definitely has the mm. makings of a potential shock yeah um, Mullen, Strap, O'Connor, Baird, Blues Muirhead, Crawford, Power Oakley, French and Wilson the starting eleven. Uh, for Morton uh, as for Motherwell I can't believe I can't believe they've dropped him goal machine Halliday dropped to the no. bench rested I would say I, I must admit I have to, ha having not played um, a lot of football and coming in and playing a lot of games quite quickly I thought it might happen um, Capolo was his scene of shame well I'm going to get back to that um, but shows you that the squad depth now because it's a return to the starting 11 for Lennon Miller so no complaints I don't think um, from Motherwell fans there, uh, Kelly, a back like five or whatever of O'Donnell, McGabby, Butcher, McGinn and Gent, Davor and Miller and Peyton, and then Spittle and The Bear leading the line as he's done excellently um, in the last few games. Kenny, talk about a player just finding his groove and maybe finding a manager that trusts <clears> him <throat> and a way of playing that suits him and ably assisted quite often by Blair Spittle as well. Yeah, he's having a wonderful season. Spittle, his goals the other night were, were outstanding. But yeah, you're right about Bear. I think when it was at St Johnston, I spoke to quite a few people about him. And like, all the attributes are there in terms of obviously the physicality, the pace, the power. Uh, it was just kind of putting it all together. But sometimes, like you say, a runny games where a manager, by the way, he's maybe been thrust into the position as well with all the exits. Uh, in the striking department that Motherwell had uh, over January. But what he's done is he's absolutely grabbed that opportunity. He's in wonderful form. And he, he actually he start, he's looking like a player. You know, he looks like he'll be an absolute handful whoever goes up mm -hmm. against him. Did you play on the night that Halliday aimed a vile gesture at the Morton fans <laughs> absolutely and did, got yeah. sent off? I mean, I, did, I can't yeah. believe there wasn't a year ban. I'm sure. Yeah. I think we did win 2-0 that night. 
And so was yeah, it, was think, that after the it goal? It was after, I think it was Barry McKay who scored the second. Right. I think, uh, <laughs> listen, it was, it was a fist in the air, you know. It was, again, we'll go back, another one of these ridiculous decisions. Oh. Uh, he that said that when he was, was on the other night, he didn't even do the arm over the other arm. No, no, it was it was just, just he was in the centre circle. And it's it. not as if he ran across them, he was walking <laughs> back to the halfway line and got sent off. Incredible. Ah, the good thing is he won't be listening because he should be busy round about now, getting ready for his seat on the bench. So, um... I'll admit, for now, he was hard done by, but I do like to wind him up about it. It was yeah. it was quite something. Jinky will be behaving himself tonight, sitting on his hands, well, just leaving nothing there, to chance. He was sitting there reflecting on the fact that they've left him out and put a footballer in. <laughs> he's getting oh, brave because he knows he's, he's not right listening. In right in him. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was telling us last week that he's pre-match always, I don't know if you'll remember this from his time at Rangers, he always has porridge before yeah. a game, even at night. So that means on a Friday night at half five, he was sitting with a bowl of porridge, just, no, starving. not for me. Though. Absolutely starving as well. Were you, <laughs> no a, were you a porridge man? No, no, not at all. Uh, I, I could have, I didn't mind it, but I, I mixed mine up. I would be I a just eggs, some kind of poached eggs probably. Again, if it was a morning game and an early kick-off, I'd maybe no go for it. So it what if it was be, a night like this? I maybe, maybe had a bit of pasta, maybe. Okay. But again, I, I was, I was, I always imagine, liked having breakfast. Imagine playing with him, tentacle yeah. beans. A jar of mayonnaise and some crisps. Uh, yeah. Goodness, yeah. But my wife eats porridge all the time. Like at night, like yeah, for dinner yeah, yeah. and stuff. Be because, oh, because she's a Highlander, you know. Well, is that, is that, what, they, is that what they do? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. they, they talk funny and they eat porridge. We've just offended like half the country. My apologies for that. Let's bring in Scott, who's much closer to home. How's it going, Scott? Ah, not bad, thanks. What's on your mind tonight? Um, it's just to uh, see the blue card that you were talking about earlier on. Yes. What happens if I can keep her gets it? <laughs> good shout, Scott. <laughs> like it's it's one of the many quirks. I, I think I think the good thing about it is, well, say good thing. It seems to already be not getting not getting kiboshed, but saying right, hold on, hit hit pause. This is not going as fast as people think it is. Uh, I think there's also been a bit of a um, a bit of a kind of pushback. I think the latest was I IFAB saying that you know they won't give the details until the next. They're not, they're not due to meet until the 2nd of March anyway to even come up with the details to, to publish but, on but it. Scott's highlighted one thing here that somebody hasn't thought this through because, as Scott rightly says, what if it's a goalkeeper? So you bring you take him off for 10 minutes, bring the other goalkeeper on and then what? I don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's... A, I think <laughs> Well, you can't be bringing the other goalkeeper on because that means you're not playing I think it's nonsense. Down, right? so it is a nonsense. I do think it's nonsense, but they, they, will, they will have thought it through to a point. You would uh -huh. have to... Sort of well, maybe think. ish. Yes. Um, I think they were due to publish the details today, um, and it was all about, like we said, ten minutes in bins, descent, cynical fouls. I don't think there was any absolute clarity on goalkeeping. It could be because, like I say, the details were meant to be today, pushed back until March the second when IFAB meet. And where do they meet? Loch Lomond Loch Lomond Yeah Where Scott Brown nearly threw you in One uh, day yeah, for exactly. um, so Thank you Paul Hartley Who prevented the tragedy from occurring what, Kenny Whether that is a, a good sign already Because do you know it's an interesting one And I'll maybe throw this out to the callers All opinions are usually out there I've not seen anybody that thinks this is a good idea Genuinely yep. not seen a single person And maybe I'm just looking in the wrong place So if you, if you like it Give me a call and put me right Um I take it you're just even aside from the goalkeeping quirk, Scott. You just don't think it's it's necessary. Say that again, sorry. 
If you say so. Um, I'm not really looking for you rules know, that bring the, about comedic episodes, you, though. You think that somewhere there's a person who's trying to think up other ways to make the game this, that, and the other. The games will take longer than the Super Bowl at this rate. Um, you know, the, we're, we're having endless delays while they have a look at every goal that's scored. And, you know, the blue card is the absolute height of nonsense. Is there anything, any part of you at all that thinks a solution needs to be found for those middle-of-the-road ones? Like like we said, where a player's running through and he's like cynically chopped down, but it's just never enough to be a red, but you think, ah, you shouldn't be allowed to get away with a yellow on that. Just a yellow. Just leave it. Just a yellow. Still just Simple happy that. with yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. There's no... It's, it's just... How it would affect the game like we're all, By the way we, we already bemoan The quality Of our game And, and talk it down so much mm-hmm. If you're now Putting teams down a man And then he's going to be on In 10 minutes That's the bus Is going to come in You know They're going to stop They're going to By the way They're going to get through And I think Paul, Paul Again go back to Paul Merson Oh look Tom's going to be coming on In 4 minutes And so and so Is going to be coming on In the next 7 minutes And like It's just It's just a farce An absolute farce Maybe it's just because I'm conditioned by everything That we do on these phone. I just cannot be bothered with the analysis of it, you know, and yeah. like how you how you might or might not manipulate it, or how referees probably should have that. But see, I think that one should have been a yellow. But he he's, let him but, say that to him, but, but he, he never let him say it to he's him. He's gone you know. blue there deliberately. You know, he's gone blue there to get him off for ten minutes. Yeah. But actually, really, that should have been yellow. That stuff just sounds. It, it, it's not a cliche. It's true. We are going to put people off football. So Scott, you're you you're actually you're willing for this just to see it happen to a goalkeeper. Is that what I'm to take from it? Yes. <laughs> well, you know what the only solution, <laughs> right? To this so completely. quickly, the only solution that there could be if a goalkeeper was to give it is the sub goalkeeper does go on. I mean, it would be that. Sorry, there's it? two. So no, no. But there's there's other, obviously a player could go on, like it would if if, if there's no a, a goalkeeper yeah. sub, or the sub goalkeeper comes in, but then somebody else has to come off. So you're playing oh. with a so so you're playing with a less man. I've you got know, a better it's idea. Crazy. I've got a much better idea. Bennett. No, the goalie <laughs> is exempt. He can do what he likes. He can say because <laughs> we can, all know they're so the maddest. He can maddest, call the referees for anything. He's the maddest player on yeah. the pitch. Usually, he can say what he likes to whoever he likes. Yeah, he's yeah. exempt. Okay, I don't know. Uh, interest. I, I knew that someone would make this joke and it so happens to be one of the more high-profile figures in Scottish football, which always helps. So uh, these were Brendan Rodgers' thoughts on the blue card. As soon as i seen it, I thought, well, I work in Scotland, they must, I'm sure they better have a green card <laughs> as well as a blue one or we might be in trouble. So, uh, so yeah, no, there's, just don't complicate it. Make a decision. Whether it's a red, yellow or no card and... We don't need a blue card up here, that's for sure. You don't need anything else to argue about. Hey, no, no, no way. See, not only yeah. is it the logistics of it, it's the colour of it that's going to be an issue here. Make a decision, he says, and preferably the right one. That's a nice help. A nice soft joke from Brendan there, and, and clever. But, you know, football men like him are looking at this and thinking, what is going on? Maybe I just. Out of curiosity, morbid curiosity then, just to see if we can find one, is there anybody out there that thinks it's a good idea? I'm not including Scott, because he just wants some sort of sick laugh out of it, um, but anyone genuinely think there's merit in it, 
you know where we are. We're going to have kickoff at Capolo and more of your calls coming up next. Clyde One live celebrating the first 50 years. We are bringing back Clyde One live, and tonight I can exclusively reveal it will also feature a 20 minute set of Hugh Keevans doing Van Morrison covers if you buy your tickets. I'm not actually being serious. Don't pull me up for false advertising. There will be much more talented musicians than that on show, with no offence to Hugh. So please make sure you join us. It's as part of our 50th celebrations. We're taking over the Ovo Hydro on the 31st of May, Friday 31st. We want you to be there. We've got some huge names joining us, something this station's always done over the last 50 years. Some memorable live gigs. We felt it was time to do it again. The full lineup, not including Hugh Evans, will be revealed very soon. And if you want to secure your place before they sell out, you can get the tickets at Clyde1.com. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here. It's 0141951025. We are three minutes away from the first of the Scottish Cup fifth round ties. Morton taking on Motherwell. Tell you what, when you get that telly changed. You oh. think I'm you think I'm watching Sheffield Wednesday in Birmingham on a night when I'm still thinking about my 20 minutes of Van Morrison covers. <laughs> what would you open with? It's a marvellous night for a moment. Great choice. And finish with? G-L-O-R-I-A, Gloria. Would that be your encore? That would be my barnstorming finish because he did it in the Pavilion Theatre in Glasgow years ago and he walked straight up and out of the theatre. Well... You could do that. still playing G-L-O-R-I-A. I can see you doing that at the Hydro. Anyway, the plans are still at the, at the early stages. Much like the blue card plans. We've not fully thought them through, but we're going to try our best. Uh, right, keep the calls flowing in. I can see Tam. I'm going to get Tam's thoughts as soon as I give these two this question. The full-time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride. Offering champion bespoke media units to put you right in the game. Do you think if I say it again publicly and like shame them that one of the production staff will come through here and change this TV? Sitting there with their feet up on the table drinking coffee. Because the professional thing to do would be to like contact them privately um, and ask them. But I feel like if it's just if it's public, it really makes makes yeah. it more um, pressing because it is twenty nine minutes past seven. Just now. threaten them with dismissal. What's your, what's your problem? I don't have that power, unfortunately. Um, thanks to David and the Gorbals for sending this question in. Straightforward ish. Since 94, 11 non-Scottish managers have won the Scottish Cup. I think you two will destroy this question. Since 94, 11 non-Scottish managers have won the Scottish Cup. Ange. That's the cat. Yep. Gio. Yep. Okay, we'll leave it there because that's four with seven to go. So I'm pretty confident uh, you are going to make good progress with that thanks to Universal Interiors East Kilbride for helping us out as well and thanks to David in the Corbels I've just received a message on my little chat function from one of the producers who says I can come through if you want it on how much clearer does this frustrated Mullerwell man have to make it get in here and get that TV turned over it kicked off three seconds ago uh, let's hope we don't miss any early action Tam's on the line how are you doing Tam? I'm engaged yourselves not bad not bad what's on your mind tonight? I actually fell in last night and I got through but my phone got out of battery so it did <laughs> oh, I remember that actually it was good to have you back anyway 
So apologies for that. Um, my point is, um, the red card, I'll start with the red card on Tuesday night with, with um, Stirling. Mm-hmm. My opinion, that's not a red card. Even in fast, yes, but have you seen the replay? He actually slipped when he got to him as well. So for me, I don't think that's a red card. It's not a 250 challenge. There's no studs shown. So yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a, that's a penalty for me, a red card for me. To see, be honest with you. See even the see the first sentence. So that's what's done him, isn't it? I'm not trying to make you agree. I don't. It's not about that. But you, you know, it's fast. Yes, that's kind of what Don Robertson's gone on, isn't it? That's it. You know, you are offering that statement and then wanting to like kind of dismiss it. But Don Robertson's putting all the weight on that and saying, well, yeah, it, it was fast. It was too fast. And that's why it's a red. Can you can you see where he's coming from at all on that? But there's no there's no intent to. Ah, we know that's not relevant, though, isn't it? We know that's not relevant, unfortunately. Maybe it was a simpler time than it was, but football, it's impossible, isn't it, Tam? Because how, we've got we've got enough trouble proving excessive force or whatever. Can't how do you prove intent? You meant that? No, never. Yeah. Uh, we can't prove any of that. Like, there's yeah. no proof at all. So that's a, again a word that should yeah. just be taken right out of the equation. I agree with Tam. It's gone, isn't it? We know that. It's gone. I agree with Tam. I didn't think it was a red card. Again, on the speed of it, we've talked a million times about it. Players need to run fast, which then means they're going to be going into tackles fast. See if Dujan Sterling doesn't run that fast, then he doesn't get to the ball or he doesn't get to have an opportunity to win the ball. Uh, the reason I didn't think didn't get it to was, the ball anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that's what, that, well, exactly. Well, listen, if the two players run slow, it's going to be a poor game. That's what I'm saying. They need to run fast <laughs> in football. The, the reason I didn't think it was a red card, and even some of the ones that I'm going to say, I still don't think they're red cards. When you do the stills and you see a foot touching a player's shin or a thigh or, or whatever it is, this player is effectively stood on his, on his, on his foot. Mm-hmm. You know, so if the only thing that goes on against Dujon Sterling is how fast he's going into that tackle, I'll say it again, to try and get to the ball First, he needs to run fast, which then means when he slides, and Tam's right also, he did slip, he's going to be sliding fast. So, it's, uh, I didn't think it was a red. If the uh, referee gives it, Ben is asked to examine it and stands by his own decision. And that decision goes to appeal. And the decision of the appeal judges is that the red card should stand. When, when do you just say, right, okay, well, Flute Clement has. Today, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, not, but not everyone. Yeah, I take the point. Um, we don't need to do that, though. Yeah, exactly. We can we argue to we're blue in the face. What about that, Tam, then? The manager says, look, it, it's a grey area. There's nuance. And, it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a dreadful mistake. And, and he, he can understand it. And he accepts it and all that stuff. Is he is he just a bit more understanding than you? Well, he's been, he's been in the game longer than me. He knows the rules more than what I do as well. He's been coaching for how many years? Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I think I know why he's gave. He's been over to the VAR, right? I was at the game on Tuesday night, and the the Union Bell started singing. I'm not going to repeat it on live on air, but um, I think that's why he's stuck to the his choice. <laughs> oh come on, that. Tam! You think Don Robertson stuck with his decision to spite the Union Bears because they were singing? <clears throat> you know what? The SFA. Yes, because I, I not only said this, I was saying, I was at the game myself, right? My nephew was at the other side, and even the people around me even said the exact same as me. He's, he's going he's, he's to uh, overrule that because so, of what they're saying. So really, in a roundabout way, the Union Bears are to blame for this red card? 
My opinion, yes. <laughs> no, this is on. this is why this is why Philippe Clement is going home at night and saying to Mrs. Clement, "Guess what they said today? <laughs> they said that the referee gave a decision because some people were singing a song." This is why you know foreign what? people think that we are but, slightly loopy. Listen, Philippe Clement can also afford to be this calm and can afford to be this kind of diplomatic over the course of it because his team won, won the, the game. game. Yeah. It never cost them. Had Aberdeen scored a, a last-minute equaliser, and it's because mm. Rangers are down to ten so men. You're saying, that, it the, might you're saying that his opinion is based purely and simply on the result of the match. No, no, and I, I never said that, Hugh. I say it helps the fact that the team stayed. But let me tell you, had Rangers dropped points, like that could have been, it could have mm. been a completely different. But he's still going to be without Dujon Sterling, though. So uh, it's not like you know, it's, it's now all bygones be bygones. What do you mean? So like. It's not like he's free of any frustration about the after effects of the sending off. Because he's not playing anyway. You know, he's you'd rather like, have him though. Yeah, of course you would. But by the way, having Dujon Sterling available for a game or two is is no no the issue. Had Rangers dropped points, it might have been. By the way, I still think he would have been just as calm. He would have been just as collected. But his frustrations might have been a little bit more because had Rangers dropped points, they never dropped points. They won the game, they moved on, and that's all that flew. He's too sophisticated for Scotland, that's my opinion. Well, as Kenny says, there might be other times where he's not as understanding. Um, I think, well, see, because this one's all about speed, uh, how many times do we see them? There's no point in comparing all these different incidents. What was interesting, slightly, Kenny, I thought, was it was the first one that it is, it's the full speed of the it's the full speed clip that does them. How often do we hear it? Everybody says it. These tackles look terrible when you slow them down. Actually, this one was at its worst when it was full speed. Yep. Usually, it's the ones that are slowed down and you go, I bet any tackle looks bad when you yep. slow it down. In a roundabout way, the slowed down version was the one that looked less severe. Yep. Does that make sense? Because it was all about the speed. Yeah. And, and, and it's because of where the contact yeah. was as well. Because that's so why they do slow, isn't it, for point of contact so, or whatever. So when you see the point of contact, which is on the, the, the top of the boot, then you think, right, okay, that's probably not a, a red. It probably doesn't warrant a red, but it's, okay, we need to find another reason now. And the reason is, well, how fastly Dujon Sterling was, it was running. So, as again, it's I suppose it's just what suits at the time. You know, if the point of contact's high, we can use that. You mm -hmm. know, we can use that, but... By the way, it was also about like, the full speed version. By the way, it's not even about the mistake that the refs made in terms of giving that red because you could understand, even the one the, the night after, you could understand why, because of speed and how can I... By the way, also how the player reacted that actually received it as well. You could understand why he maybe thought it was a red. It's more the fact that his, his mate who's watching it thinks it's not a red. That's where I think we expect, again, to go on for like, come on, says, Vartir... Cured all evil. Would you rather? Not, it's, not this is a bit, it's a bit extreme because then you're in the then you are in re-refereeing the game territory. Would you rather do away with that then? Because we had a laugh and a joke about it earlier, but we do need to decide. We can't call for referees to have the courage of their convictions and stick to their original decision, but only when it suits us. Because we all do it. I'm not accusing yep, you of doing yeah, it. We yeah. literally all yep. all do it. Would you? Is there any? Now it is re-refereeing the game. Is there a case to say you let them decide then? Because then it would take that bit away. I feel like every time a ref goes to the monitor and sticks with his right decision, people criticise it despite calling for I that to happen in theory. The three that I remember this season, I think... Have all done it wrong. I think they've all done it wrong when they've stuck by it. So actually So, then, so it's, not about, it's not about stick to your decision or be brave mm -hmm. or, or, by the way, admit, yeah. admit that you're wrong and, and overturn it. It's about getting it uh -huh. right. But again, but again, again, hold on, just right, sorry, just quickly, Hugh, quickly, Hugh. 
But so the lesson in that then is that based on those three that you talk about, the VAR actually is more informed. So maybe maybe it is better to just let them call it. Because then that's tough, isn't it? To re-referee the game. That absolutely is. I think You know what? See, because it is so rare, I think when the VAR referee gives it, I think he even expects his mate, well, of course, who's yeah. had the same training, who's who's been through the, the same kind of uh, lessons that he's been told, I think he expects him to probably see it the way he sees it. Yeah, but this is where do, the yeah. subjective thing comes in and we've, we've discussed it off air, we've discussed it many a time, that Don Robertson clearly felt, no, no, speed, whatever it is, point of contacts, he felt it was right. I don't, but it's an opinion. Mm -hmm. That's we've, all it is. We've outlawed the notion of the referee believing mm -hmm. that he's taken the right decision. And that's what he, he did in the case of Sterling and in the case of Bolton. And you can shout and ball all you like. I, I, I'm, I'm very much afraid that supporters and singing songs have got nothing to do with this. It's quite that. I'm not, genuinely, even by our sort of <laughs> wacky standards, it's not a theory I had heard and it's not one I had considered. But nah. there we go. Mark is, oh, he's an Aberdeen fan, but he's from this part of the world. What's this week been like for you, Mark? Aye, it's been okay. Uh, new manager in town? New manager. I would personally have probably kept Barry on at the end of the season rather than changing managers all the time. But Would you? Because I, I hadn't heard too many people still in his camp. What, what makes you say that? Just the fact that he's a young manager. We've changed two managers in the last couple of years. It's time to give him what, a kind of chance and see what was happening to the end of the season. But we've got the new manager in now. And we'll see what happens for there. But it was actually just to pull Kenny up because he's going on about the red card the other night that he doesn't think it was. But obviously, so it was a red card for serious foul play. Yep. That's what the referees gave. Mm -hmm. And Gordon, you've said quite a lot on the programme that three of the things for a red card for serious foul play is excessive force. So we're all saying that Sterling went in the speed of him. Reckless, tackles were reckless, he went in a bit reckless and then he was endangering the safety, uh, Jack McKenzie. Okay, he slipped, but he still, by the fact that he slipped, then he is endangering the opponent by slipping, going at that speed. So how Kenny can say it wasn't a red card is actually beyond me. But this is this is the thing, because we're a bit short in time for Kenny, we, wouldn't, we could have three months and Kenny wouldn't change his mind and wouldn't expect him to. Those things are still all subjective, Mark. This is why everybody bangs their head on a brick wall because you think it's endangering an opponent and some people might not. And you think it's excessive force and some people might not. The two most balanced takes I've heard have been referenced at last night. Don't know if you saw Bobby Madden writing yeah. on the explainer on his social media where he said he would have gone for yellow, but he does well, think... I it, didn't see... Exactly, I was about to finish the sentence. He personally, if forced, would have gone yellow but thinks it ticks some boxes for red. Yeah. And as we've heard, Philippe Clement, grey area and what was the other word? Nuance. Nuance. So, would it, sorry, Gordon, would it not be classed as a frivolous appeal as well then? That, do you know what? See, one thing that I think everybody should agree on, I think they really need to decide whether it should do away with that or not because randomly they decide that a couple of frivolous appeals was at Shinny last year correct. and Porteous has been one correct how subjective is that you know like what's the point we've got enough on our plate arguing about the decision itself without going ah, but that's so bad that you shouldn't even appeal that one <laughs> so I think at the very least Mark 
we can allow Rangers their appeal and it hasn't gone their way. So we'll leave it and there. The fact, and sorry, the fact as well is Kenny was trying to make out that Jack McKenzie played in a part in it as well, but his reaction, I think that was about out of order, Kenny. Listen, Mark, you're actually saying for a player, he's not allowed to slip. By the way, Sterling never chose to slip. He slipped and he went into him and he was running fast and he caught him. I'm allowed to have an opinion that I didn't think that was a red. As an ex-player who has played hundreds of games, I don't think that was a red card. By he the way... slipped hundreds of times. Who's absolutely <laughs> slipped hundreds of times at vital moments as well, by the way. The referee in VAR didn't think it was a red either, Mark. So I'm not the only one that doesn't think it was a red. I'm allowed to have that opinion. And by the way, I didn't think Bolton's was a red card either. So this is not just a Rangers thing either. It's like the referees, the VAR referees in those moments did not think that their friend on that pitch got the right call. Hence, he got told to go to the monitor. By the way, see if Don Robertson wants to do it. He can do that. That's his opinion. I thought it was a wrong opinion. You know, I thought it was wrong that, this, the, that the red card was upheld after watching... What he had watched and what his mates had mm. watched in the in the VAR studios. Simple as that. Twelve gone as Motherwell clear one off the line. They've had a bit of possession without it really coming to much. Corner for Morton trying to force a bit of pressure. Uh, and it was headed away at the back post there. So Motherwell with defending on the agenda early on in this one. Uh, thanks to Mark for his thoughts. Since 94, 11 non-Scottish managers have won the Scottish Cup. Advocate O'Neill van Bronckhurst, Pastor Coglu. Ivan Golak. Yep. Kenny. Lennon. Or, yep. Alan Stubbs. Yes, we'll get the rest of the answers after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're on the home stretch tonight. It's been a busy old show with Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller. 17 gone at Capolo. Uh, and it's Morton nil, Motherwell nil. It's fairly balanced. Kenny, would you say? I've actually not been watching it too much. Just too busy on the quiz. Well, too busy on the quiz. Too busy listening to people pull me up. Yep, so, yeah. <laughs> You've been getting it tight tonight. I like it. Yeah. Love it. It's been good fun. Uh, right, so we'll keep you up to speed on anything that happens there. Uh, on the teaser tonight, it's 11 non-Scottish managers to win the Cup since 94. The Scottish Cup. Ivan Golak for this back. Dick Advocat, Martin O'Neill, Neil Lennon, Alan Stubbs, Geo and Ange. Any more? Tommy Wright. Yep. Uh, now, Hearts beat Hibs 5-1 and we are racking our brains. Are we allowed to ask for the Hearts manager's initials? Uh, I suppose. P.S. See, I'm saying it's Paolo Sosa. Right, first name. Paolo... Paolo Sergio. That's the one. Paolo well Sergio. Okay, one... <laughs> Two to get What are you laughing at? But one of them's like Are you kidding me on? And then the other one's Okay, I understand why you don't have that Alright, okay Go on then, Hugh What are you kidding me on? I mean Very much in the realms of Obvious guys That have oh, won the Scottish oh, Cup oh. Over the last However many years Yeah, yeah, 30 years, yeah No, I mean like recently as well You don't need to worry about the 90s or even the 2010s for this. Well, no, strapping. the 2010s. Oh, we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, apart from his get nationality. Get excited. Yeah. You guys are about to go viral with this. It's another yeah, one. Okay. The, another one the producers will make the video of you two looking daft and little pictures of this guy floating around your head. Well, you're not making it any easier. With he's not from this. far from here, but he's not Scottish. But not far. I mean, oh, no, I'm worried That's for you two now. Aye, I know it's been a long Friday let's night. Go back, let's go back through them here. 
Right, going backwards, you've got Ange, yeah. Geo. Yeah. <laughs> What's before that? Oh, Brendan. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. <laughs> Quadruple treble. The guy's never lost a Scottish Cup Very. tie yet. Anyway, we'll see what St Mirren can do at the weekend. Morton just hit the bar. Uh, so that's certainly the closest that we've come. There were... Oh, I should have scored oh, as well. Should have, should have scored. Offside appeals, but remember, no VAR uh, at this level. So we'll wait and see. Right, Steve is on the line. How's it going, Steve? I'm fine, thanks. Good man. What's your point tonight? Uh, first of all... I love your program. Thanks, Steve. I, I listen to it um, every night, and I have a huge respect for Hugh. Um, but I disagree with his view on the blue cards. Um, are, you, are you in favour of it? Uh, yes, I am. I've watched many games where I've seen two dubious yellows, and I'm thinking, don't send the guy off. Just put him in, um, in the bin or whatever. Now, I put the blue um, card in the bin, Steve. <laughs> it, may not, it may not work, but what I do in favour of is going for a trial. And I think the English FA, the FA Cup next year, are going to try it. So I would say try it. How many times have you been frustrated at people being sent off for stupid little yellow cards? I, so I wouldn't. That, I wouldn't. I don't think. Just my, very quickly for accuracy, I don't think they're at the stage where it's going to be trialed in the FA Cup. But I think they're. Um, I think you know they're yeah. looking at trials at early stages of competitions uh, and so I would, on. I, would I did ask. Give me a fan of the blue cards. Steve yeah, has delivered. Yeah, and he perfectly did lose opinion. Um, but I'd be very much against trialing the blue card in a major competition. There are only three major trophies in the country, and I'd be very much against if you're doing it in that competition. I, I just, I just think that the the length of time, Steve, that we are taking over red cards, the length of time that we're taking over yellow cards, we are, and I've, I firmly believe this to be the case, and VAR has accelerated the problem. I firmly believe that we are going to put off people from going to football because it's too complicated, takes too worry, long. And they're kept in the dark while all this goes on he, around Here's them. more of a professional or logistical point or whatever. Uh, for you, I think, Kenny, as the former pro, James says, if these sin bins for blue cards, if the players were in a sin bin for 10 minutes, they would cool down. Would that not cause more injuries? Are we going to get, you know, like the rug rugby have the... used to, They don't anymore, actually, I don't think, but they used to have the exercise bikes, didn't they? Yeah. At the side. Yeah. Would that be... Listen, I definitely think it's a valid point, I do. But I, I also think, I know it's just getting thrown out, mm. I also think 10 minutes is too long. 10 minutes is a long chunk of a, of the game. A ninth to of be the missing, game. Absolutely. To, to be missing. Uh, like you're saying, oh, you're, you're a bit frustrated about the yellow cards and getting sent off. I'm absolutely with that as well, Steve, to be honest with you. But I would rather just don't send them off. Air, air on the other Aye, side of just, it. Just don't send them off because at the moment, effectively, you are. See if it's, see if it's within after 80 minutes, then you, effectively, then you are. Mm -hmm. You are sending them off for that last 10 minutes of the game. So I, I just think you're still going down to 10 men. I still think you would be having these debates at how much that blue card is going to have cost Whatever team it affects. The theories are incredible because that understand from James, and I'm basing this purely on my really limited five-a-side knowledge or whatever. I, I feel like if you were to stop for 10 minutes, that would be an issue, you know. But I, yeah. the other way around, I saw something, I'm sure I saw a tweet of someone saying you could manipulate it to um, let a player 
Freshen up You know like, l- Let him freshen his legs But A good idea yeah. That would Be down to 10 it? men yeah. Be down to 10 men For 10 minutes Just to give you a guy I mean, A bit of fresh legs Just take him off But, but, but that wouldn't work at all Would it Surely no. you, don't, you don't want to stop Do you At any point Of course if you're you do not at all. Mm. You know, and again, it just that, that that absolutely does not apply because you're you're putting your team down to ten. That's why you've got five subs now, by the way. See if you need to get fresh legs on. Yeah. We've got our squad we're, we're of creating, twenty-five players now. We're creating, it's getting out of hand, isn't it? We're creating a game now for argument addicts. You know, <laughs> it's not enough to argue over a red and a yellow. Let's bink up a third card and make it even bigger argument. Cynics should say incredibly rich coming from you, it has to be said. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 24 gone, Morton nil, Motherwell nil. Ah, see, if it hadn't been a half-seven kick-off, I would have raced up there for the rest of it. Let's round off the teaser. You need one more. We've got 11 non-Scottish managers since 1994 to win the Scottish Cup. Well, seeing Van Morrison again. Cut us <laughs> off in our prime. And uh, I think we've probably lost the live stream. We're back old. Oh, no, we're back, right. Uh, and now I don't know when the show's going to end. That'll be good fun. Yeah. You've got Golak, Advocat, O'Neill, Lennon, Sergio, Wright, Stubbs, Rogers, Van Bronckhurst, and Postacoglu. I don't know, I'll give you 20 seconds. I'll just guess. Give me one more name. It's another Hearts manager. Against Gretna? Yeah. Come on, you. So Paulo Sergio was the famous one against Hibs. I wasn't there that one. day. I was, a, I was in Wales watching West Ham lose the cup to Liverpool. All oh, right. Steven Gerrard day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and that's all quickly. V. I. Vladimir. Ivanovskis. <laughs> Val, was it Valdas Ivanovskis? Anyway, oh, I've only got Ivanovskis written yeah, down, so that'll it, do. It, it was. Called Vladimir, they just changed it to. Oh, did they? Right, okay. Uh, right, we'll leave it there. Nil nil in this game. We'll see how it finishes, and then a big day of cup action tomorrow from two o'clock. Make sure you join us and have a good night.